my mother just posted on uh, one of our Facebook posts. I said we were recording tonight, and she gave us like a a fist fist pump and an Sweet. exclamation point. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm probably gonna be ill prepared because I've been it's been school's been a mess. I'm on like my fourth exam. I'm studying for. Oh, and, don't uh, don't worry. Well, you are you've already started out well because that noise, whatever your microphone was making yeah. before, it truly sounded like Stranger Things. It, it did. That's that's true. Could you hear um, it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I. You remember how I shut my door the one episode when we were talking about um, signs? Uh-huh. I shut the door when I heard that sound. Oh. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll be ill-prepared, too, because I have been watching Supernatural on TV. I've been trying to catch up on those 15 seasons. I was going to say, is it still on? This is the last season this year, and they had to halt production because of Corona, but they they finished it up. They just recently uh, filmed the last episode. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I'm on season 11 right now on Netflix. So I didn't get a chance to rewatch like season three mm. of Stranger Things. I haven't got to rewatch any of it, so it's okay. I watched a fifteen minute recap on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, so um, my plan is I got a little thing at the beginning, something special. It it's going to replace movie news, but uh, it's just to tie something in from this month. Um, friends. Uh, invite friends. Welcome everyone to Muggle with a Mic. Phil is playing Harry Potter puzzles and spells <laughs> <a> game. <laughs> oh my goodness. You can hear it in the background, huh? Yeah. We'll give him a free plug. <laughs> it's a fun there game. It I like it. It's a, it's a good a good uh, way to waste, you know, five, ten. 30 minutes that time gets away from you and then it turns into five hours <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to get katie to to download it and play it and be my friend <laughs> well you <laughs> can oh do you get extra points if you invite friends um I, I don't know you can send out invites on facebook as you can tell it's still addicting because i still hear the music <laughs> <laughs> We'll just have that okay. on in the background. Uh, <laughs> People... <laughs> Anyways, let's do our first little section, Phil. Okay. No movie news. Movie news. Movie news. There is not a lot of movie news. It is dead out there in Hollywood. The pandemic that's going on. <laughs> So there's very little other than the Mandalorian trailer dropped, which I think we talked mm-hmm. about that last episode. It's been a couple weeks. Um, I don't think, and now that I think of it, I'm looking at my my notes from last episode. We did not talk ma- about Mandalorian. That uh, came out after our last episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, the trailer looks very good. You get to see a lot of baby Yoda. It looks like he's going to be a central character again. That point when he closes his egg... Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> the trailer. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, I, it's very, I mean, it looks it looks fantastic. The special effects, I mean, they show a couple X-Wings in there. 
kind of escorting the Mandalorian's ship down to a planet, and that looked like really good. There for a while, the best thing that was on was the Clone War series. Right. I went to. I went to. Uh, I never really watched Rebels. Um, I, I did watch Clone Wars, and I liked it a lot. And that's something I need to catch up on when I get a chance and watch. Yeah. Rebels, uh, actually, I probably like Rebels better than Clone. Oh, really? Clone Wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I went to Celebration once. It's been, oh, man, that was like maybe 2003. It was in Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, it was right before... It was right before Attack of the Clones. Now I got to see Billy D. Williams and uh, like a bunch cool. of different people. So, I mean, it was like cool. They, Carrie Fisher was there and I didn't wow. wait in line. You could wait in line for an autograph or, or, or a photo opportunity. But I mean, it was like, I mean, it was crazy, insane. The line was like, you know, four or five hours. And then the thing is, she could just like quit anytime. You weren't guaranteed anything. So it's like, oh, mm, just like kind of bypass everything, you know, not see anything all day and, and wait in line and, and try to, yeah. get to see her or, you know, the big, you know, there's a big chance that the line would get cut. <laughs> when I was, when I was probably, uh, I think it was, it was like 11 or 12 years old. Um, we went to Pittsburgh and I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. And two of the Pittsburgh um, Pirates were signing autographs in a sports shop in a in a mall. Tony Womack mm-hmm. was one of them. We were standing in line. We had our shirts on. We were so excited. I think my dad was with us. And it's getting later and later and later. And the line is stretching outside of the mall. And at like, I don't know, 5 p.m., they come out and they cut the line like two people oh, behind us. Oh, wow. So, no, we were the next, like, one of the last people yeah. to get signatures and that's, we got pictures awesome. with them. But I felt so bad for the all the people behind us. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, heck yeah. But, little plug for a future episode, we have planned up to do a Star Wars episode, possibly talk, talking about Mandalorian, just for people oh, yeah. to look out for that. But anyway, so we're not really going to do movie news, but I wanted to do something a little special this episode, and you don't know what I'm about to do. I I don't. So September is Classical Music Appreciation Month. Mm -hmm. So I thought I would play some classical music that has been featured in some major movies or that you might recognize from movies or TV and see if you can think of a movie that it was in or even just tell me the composer or something okay. um just to I, choke I, I, <laughs> what? grasping for straws but no you're fine okay <laughs> just just pick someone it doesn't have to be right okay. but the point is is that people think they don't know classical music even though you don't know the title or the composer you've heard it yeah you've heard it somewhere so this is not a quiz, Phil. You don't have to, you know, get okay. so many right. <laughs> this is just for fun. Okay. So just tell me, tell me if you know what it is, or if you know some movie or show okay. that you know. I'll, I'll do. I'll do my best. Okay. Here we go. I'm trying to remember what movie. Uh, Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. You, you can't. 
uh, Waltz of the Flowers by oh, yes, Tchaikovsky. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Everything now is almost uh, Night on the Old Mountain. Everything is, that's going to be my answer from now on. That, that, that's uh, isn't that from Fantasia? I mean, like when Sorcerer Mickey is like with with the mops and everything. Is that? I think so. Yeah. No. When when in doubt, I mean Fantasia. That's where kids, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's every, that every, everything. Oh yeah. Like All right. Here is. That's that's later down the road. Okay. I'll say I already <laughs> guessed. <laughs> that's gonna be my answer now from now on since I know it's on the list. <laughs> All right, uh, here's the next one. This is this is the first one I said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This is by Strauss, the Boo Daniel. Yeah. There you go. Uh, see. I'm not oh. doing too bad. No, no, you're doing awesome. All right. Here is the next one. Um, uh, Vivaldi. Is this the Four Seasons, or like one of the Four that's Seasons? That's a very good guess. I mean, it sounds it sounds like it, but it's actually uh, Mozart. Oh, okay, sorry, my bad. No, you're good, and it's Einen Kleinen Nachtmusik. Hmm. I forgot, and that's from the Bonfire of Vanities, and I forgot to mention the last one was from that you could hear that in 2001 Space Odyssey, and also mm. Titanic when Jack comes to dinner in his fancy suit. Okay. Yeah. All right. This next one has been used... A lot, especially in TV shows. I've heard that on on any. <laughs> I'm sure it's been on any some at some time. Um, yeah. Is that like it's not masterpiece theater, but what, it what sounds is, like it. 
Is that the uh, James Lipton like? <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like it should be on his show. No, it has that air of classiness and debonair yeah, and like uh, Pride and Prejudice or you know some Victorian. I think it sounds like people are sitting down for a really fancy dinner. Yeah, yeah. Well, well um, enlighten me. What what is that? That is the Brandenburg Concerto Number no. Three Allegro by Bach. I was going to say number four, but... Oh, number four, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I was off, I was off. You should know, it sounds nothing <laughs> like number four. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's been, it's a major one, it's been, was Hannibal, the movie. Okay. It was featured in Mr. Robot, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Gotham, House of Cards, Man in the High Castle, Community, I think at Gilmore Girls, um... Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I think it does, it, it's added in a scene to make it sound fancier. Yeah, it definitely makes it sound fancier. All right, so I'm excited about this next clip. This next one will be played by my cousin, Amanda. She is a classically trained oboist. She's an amazing oboist. She's played for ensembles, many, many ensembles, including the Cleveland Youth Orchestra, and they actually even did a tour over in Europe. So I'm super duper proud of her, and I'm so happy that she sent in a clip of our next song. So here it is. recognize that i do but i can't place it so it's called gabriel's oboe by morricone and it's from the movie the mission from 1986 Mm. which robert de niro was in it jeremy irons and liam neeson and this theme was written by an italian composer and then other people have performed at yo-yo ma a bunch of other classical musicians okay yeah I thought it was really pretty. Okay. All right. I know you're going to know this one, Phil. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready.
Do you recognize that? I do. But that one's a hard one, too. Oh, yeah. I'll give you a clue. Vietnam. And mm. uh, Green Goblin. Oh, uh... Uh... Shoot, it's not Full Metal Jacket. It's um. No, yeah, shoot. you're yeah, you I can right see. Track. I can see the poster. Um, yeah. uh, like as as plain as day, in my uh, in my head. Um. What are they doing on the poster? He's like kneeling and yep. feeling his arms up. Uh, as William Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Oh crap. Um. Um. Shoot. Trying to think of it. It's on the tip of my tongue. What's the What's the name of a group of soldiers called? Oh, platoon, yeah. Platoon. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Were you were you and I there when they played that at at the local theater where uh, Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, and when they ended it, because that song it's not like a big ending. It's like they just decrescendo, decrescendo, decrescendo until there's nothing. And then the, th the whole theater's just silent. And the conductor still has his, his, you know, baton up there. And everyone's just basically listening to each other breathe. And then when he puts his baton down, then the song's done. It's, I yeah. love it. That is Adagio for Strings by Barber. Uh, there you go. There's a lot of, because they'll do special like kind of movie nights, classical movie nights at the theater with a live orchestra. And they, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll hear a lot of these. It's like, mm. oh, yeah. All right, here's the next one. Oh, uh, yeah. Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. By Tchaikovsky. And what mm -hmm. is that from, Phil? That's the uh, Nutcracker. Nice. And it's also in Fantasia. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we'll do one more. And this one might be one of my favorite composers. He He actually might be my favorite. Spoiler, it's a he. Don't. Any ideas? 
I, I don't have any ideas, but I've heard it. <laughs> Does it sound familiar from Ocean's Eleven? Oh, yeah. The fountain scene? Yeah. Yeah. It's also in Atonement and Twilight. There you go. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So there we go. That's for Classical Music Month because classical music's everywhere, even though we may not notice it. That is. I mean, you may not. Uh, I mean, it's all around you and you just never realize it. Yeah. So our topic for this week is Stranger Things. Yes. So we could go over one, two, and three, but I think we should focus on three and then our predictions for season four. Yes, I agree. Um, okay. But did you watch, but before we start, did you watch it the first season when originally, were you a latecomer to the series or did you watch it? As it unfolded originally, I think it came out in July of. Oh my goodness, it's probably been sixteen or seventeen. I'm not sure what year that came out, but it I do remember it came out. July. Or well, it actually might be sixteen. To the Googles. <laughs> to the to the Googles, 2016. Okay, I knew it was a. It'd been a few years ago, but it was kind of a overnight hit. Oh yeah, and well I that remember, was because that was still that was where you know people were getting Netflix and you could binge a whole show, you know. Yeah, that was one of the first ones. I I remember I saw it that summer, but I didn't see it immediately when it came out because I kept hearing about it and all my friends were like, "Man, you got to watch the show, you got to watch it." Finally, I kind of sat down. I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a try," and. um like I started watching, I got I got hooked because I love the '80s. I mean, it's very uh, nostalgic on that front, and uh, I mean, it was just it had. I think the appeal to it was, I mean, it had a little bit of everything. It was like if you took like every movie of the '80s and you put it in a blender because it had like you know E.T., um, like Aliens, uh, Firestarter. I mean, there was just like all these different classic movies they took little bits and pieces from. It made this series out of. Absolutely. I keep trying to get my sister who grew up in the 80s. I keep trying to get her to watch. And she's like, no, I don't want to. But I really think anyone who grew up in the 80s, I don't care if you don't like sci-fi, just yeah. ignore the sci-fi parts. You will love the nostalgia that is in in this series. Oh, yeah. It, it's very good. And um, the music, everything. It's just like a really good, really, really good show. Especially, oh, yeah. you know, the, the first season when... Um, when it's kind of all shiny and new and it's full of surprises mm-hmm. and like any show, you know, kind of as it goes along, it loses a little bit of its momentum, but I mean, it's still good, but you, it's hard to capture that lightning in a bottle twice. Oh yeah. You know, like anything, like anytime you do a sequel, I mean, you very seldom have a sequel that's better than the original, um, except for Empire Strikes Back. Eh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I could argue that there's that always exceptions a, to the rule. Yeah. Um, but I mean, for, for the most part, the you know follow-up series have been, you know, pretty close to the original season. They've been pretty good. Although I do hope with 
season four, they kind of maybe go a different direction with it just because it's kind of maybe getting a little bit old if they would do another season exactly the same. Well, and I I think season three is somewhat of an example of that because, you know, if you follow along with the, the, like the mind flare or whatever, that's kind of the same old, same old stuff. And then you have this stuff with Steve and Robin and Dustin that was kind of new where they were figuring out the Russian stuff. I found that more entertaining than the stuff that was just kind of like the last two seasons with, oh, yeah. the, with the monster. Yeah, I would uh, agree. And even like if you look like I'm an Aliens fan, I love the Alien franchise. Well, I like the first two movies. I mean, those were the best. I mean, even there's there's a lot of like alien DNA in those movies with like kind of the, mm-hmm. the monster. But when you start out with the first one, first one alien, you have like one, and then aliens, it's like a bunch, and then Demodons. they even have <laughs> yeah. Well, and they even have um, you know, Paul Reiser who was in Aliens. Mm-hmm. He was like in the second season. And then there's a scene. Winona, was Winona Ryder also in Alien? Uh, she was in uh, like Alien. Four, this is here like Resurrection. Alien, Alien Resurrection, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's even a scene like directly from Aliens in, in the second series when they have like kind of all those Marines down the tunnel and they can't see anything. And they're, I know you, you haven't seen Alien. You aren't like a big. Aliens fan, although we're working on right. that. But I know you are. I know you are, though. Yeah. But yeah, there is. I mean, they do like mimic a lot of '80s movies and stuff in it. I mean, they take, like I said, they take some of the scenes directly. Um, I think they really embrace nerd stuff and yeah. and pop culture, and it is exactly, I think, what the. I feel like the fans of this show mm-hmm. are exactly like the characters in the show, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then there's even like a little bit of, have you ever seen Poltergeist? Like, yes. Was that with, uh, who was in that? That was, um, guy from Jaws in it. Uh, no, the guy from TV show, like old, um, Oh, okay. Then I guess I haven't. I think I'm thinking of, uh, close encounters. Yeah, you're thinking of Close Encounters. But, I mean, Steven yeah. Spielberg directed Poltergeist. I mean, so you should definitely see it. But, oh, I mean, yeah. it even has pieces of that because, like, you know, in that whole movie, the daughter goes missing for, and they don't know where they are, where she is. Mm-hmm. It's like she got, yeah. she kind of goes missing. And, you know, in obviously in, in the first uh, Stranger Things, uh, Will. Will. It, yep. Yeah, it goes missing and they don't know where he is. I mean, there's just a lot of, they pull from a lot of different sources. Well, and it's the the Duffer brothers are the writers, right? The creators. Yeah. yeah. And, and they are big fans of Alien. They're big fans of Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah. Which what I, I saw a fact about Lord of the Rings on here that I thought you'd like. Um, the password to en- enter Castle Byers is Radagast. Yeah. And that's one of the wizards in right. Lord of the Rings. Yes, the brown. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see a uh, Firestarter? No. Man, you you got to catch up on your eighties movies. <laughs> I'm That's sorry. I was no, only no, around no. for two years. <laughs> I know. It, it, Drew Barrymore was that was like one of her. Was I think her very first movie was E.T. But she was uh-huh. in Firestarter, and that's where they were kind of doing experiments on 
people with drugs and they kind of got powers and mm-hmm. um she she was able to like set fire she was the daughter of like these two people that were experimented on the government were kind of after her hmm. um because she had the ability she could just start fires with her mind but you know you you have that kind of sounds like l yeah yeah exactly um so when i say they pull from like every i mean they pull from like everything it's if you're a a sci-fi movie fan or an 80s movie fan i mean there's a little bit of dna from all these movies in the series Oh yeah. Even I loved it in what was it this past series where they had to run into the movie theater and it was back to the future. Yeah. And they even got like the timeline, right? Like the time in Hawkins at the time was the time that back to the future was actually out in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to remember when the first one was set. The first, the very first series, it had to be in early eighties because the second one, they dressed up as a ghostbusters. So right. Ghostbusters came out in 1984, so it would have had to been at least 84. It came out in June, I think June, May or June of 84, so it could have been October of 84. And then the third one, I think maybe took place a couple of years after that. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see if the next one, like if it'll be kind of on the fringe of the 90s, you know, if it'll take it to like 88 or 89. And they they kind of have to move it along because the kids definitely are getting older so they can't keep it the same year the whole series right well the, the they're supposed to be 15 years old and one of them is turning 19 this year so they have they're gonna have to jump at some point yeah then we're gonna get the yeah. flannel out for the 90s <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i mean it was it's, it's consistently been pretty good so i do have hopes for uh, season season four. When did, when is that coming out? When is that? Okay, yeah. So I believe on the last episode, I said it should have been out like the seventeenth, and so I was like, I I was very busy this week, so I didn't even check Netflix. So I was like, wait, it should be up now, and it's not on Netflix. If you Google Stranger Things season four release date, it says today's date, and it's not on there. But well, then I, I found a. Well, but that's just strange that it was the 17th and now that's the 28th. But I read, I, I found an article that says in an Instagram live, David Harbour revealed that Stranger Things 4 was scheduled to be le- released in early 2021. However, due to the delay in production following the coronavirus outbreak, the release date will likely be closer to spring 2021. Mm-hmm. So it's long after now. It's not like I don't think oh, yeah. I don't think it ever was supposed to be out now. I was super excited and then very disappointed. Well, I would think that I mean, I think they had the bulk of the principal photography done, you know, before all this cuz I don't know, you'd think that they could I don't know, maybe they'd do some pickups or something, but you'd think they could do a lot of the post-production, most of that stuff. You know, they film it digitally. You think they could kind of it says, according to this article, filming was scheduled to wrap sometime around August. Oh, okay. With a potential December 2020, January 21 release. But, so we don't know. Everything's up in the air. And a lot of the, I mean, you're seeing a lot of the kids um, actually pop up in other movies like It and mm-hmm. um, Wolfheart is like main 
What's his first name? Oh, in real life or? Yeah, yeah. Um, Let me look no. it up. I got it right here. I know Dustin because he's really into musical theater. Well, he's in, um, he was in It. And he is. Isn't he going to be in the new Gus, Go, Ghostbusters? Go, yeah, yeah. I was going to say he's yeah. in the new Ghostbusters. Finn Wolfhard. Finn, that's it. I couldn't think of his first name. Finn Wolfhard. And then L. Um, she, what's her name? Actress, you got it up. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. She was in Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters, and she's been in some music she's, videos. Well, she's currently on Enola um, Holmes, which she's supposed to be the younger sister to Sherlock Holmes, and it's on Netflix right now. I have it on my to-watch mm. movies, and people are saying it's really, really good. Henry Cavill's in okay. it. Well, I knew he had worked with her on with something, and I wasn't sure. Yeah. So, and I know like Max, Max's brother, um, like Max, her big brother, that was kind of Billy, a jerk. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Billy. He was in a. Yeah, he was a Red Ranger in the, the Power Rangers remake. Yeah, he been, I was reading something where he was really like super ripped for Power Rangers. And then when he got the role of Billy, he thought, I need to like not have as defined a six pack uh, because in the 80s, that's not what the physique was like. I was like, boy, the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's Australian, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. And then like. Yeah. Um, like Will's brother, he's he's Irish, I think. Um, he's Irish. Yeah, he's he's Irish, and he's in. Uh, and I haven't seen it, but he was in um, the New Mutants. It just got released, which, or should I say, escaped. Wait, are you meaning Charlie Heaton, Jonathan yeah. Byers? Yeah. I think he's English. Let's look. I thought he was. I Let thought us. he was Irish or maybe Scottish. Yorkshire, England. Okay, but my bad. No, I mean, I I remember he was in an interview. It's so strange when you you see the actor on screen, and you when it is strange, you know they're doing a good job at the American accent because when you hear them do the their natural accent, it kind of is alarming. Oh yeah, yeah, it does take you off guard, definitely. Especially you know if they do a good job of doing American accent, and then and you don't know it, and then you. You know, they're just talking in their native native accent. It's just, it's a little bit strange. <laughs> it's exciting, but also confusing when you realize that they're not American. Yeah. And then you've had, I also had like Carrie Elway's was on, was it season two that he was on? Or season three? Uh, no, that was season three with the, he was the mayor. Yeah. Yeah, there was... No one named Buttercup in that series. Yeah. He was in that. And then, of course, you had um, was it season three as well that you had. Um, Samwise? Samwise. Or was that two? Oh, no, that Rudy, was two. That was season three. Yeah. Uh, and Goonies. I mean, he was. Uh, so they had some Goonie references in there. There you uh, go. That okay. I'm. I was very upset about his. Well, spoilers, people. Spoilers. Oh, yeah, always. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by now. <laughs> yeah, but I was very upset about his death. Wait, because they did so well. Because you're like, oh, he's out there. He's safe. He's gonna go run and be happy. 
And then, no, no. It was so dramatic the way that demagogue just toppled him over. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of kind of sad that that he got offed. And he but, saved uh, everyone. So I wonder if there will be a big um, kind of 80s icon. Because all those uh, actors were pretty prominent in the 80s. So I'm kind of yeah. curious to... Well, so one one that is going to be prominent, let me see if I got his name here. Just from the little trailer that we have where we see Hop in the Russian prison, you see for a split second one of the Russian guards um, is Jackin, I think it's Hagar or Hagar, I don't want to say it wrong, but I probably did. He was in Game of Thrones and in the season two of Jack Ryan. So did you watch Game of Thrones, Phil? Yeah. Well, who was he in Game of Thrones? He was the guy, I can't remember his name, but he, he was the blind guy, and then he wasn't blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Old... <laughs> <laughs> the man of many faces. The man of oh, faces okay, or whatever. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, know, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, and I think if you go back and you see the trailer, I noticed him right away, but I couldn't like pinpoint who he was. But when you see him, there people are thinking he's going to be a big villain in this one. But he's no, he's not an '80s reference. But there's got to be an '80s reference. Oh, I'm sure they'll have somebody. Um, I'm trying to think. It seems to me like I think that um, from some people's like synopsis of the trailers and the posters and stuff, they think that we're going to be in the upside down a lot in season four, because if you look at the very first teaser trailer, it just shows the logo and it's in the upside down. I would kind of like to see that. I'd like to see what, uh, what that is, you know, kind of like, I think that would be interesting. Well, and they've had no luck defeating. It's the mind flare, right? Yeah. They've had no luck defeating it on their turf, so it sounds like they're going to have to go to his turf and take care of him. Oh, I have a fun little fact. You know the kid that plays Lucas? So the wardrobe lady was going to try to find a belt for him. You know how he wears that army belt? And so she went into like a secondhand shop and she found one. And ironically, when she looked at it on the inside, had the name of the previous owner, whose name was Lucas. Hmm. I thought that was neat. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it says Paul Reiser. Is he back? I thought he died. Did he die? Oh, the doctor? Yeah. Because, like, uh, Brett Gilman's back in that. He was pretty funny. Like that the conspiracy theory guy. Yes, yes. He's. They should never get rid of him. He's the comic relief. <laughs> and then um, Lucas's little sister. Priya Ferguson. Oh, um, she's funny. Erica. Yeah, yeah, she she was funny. <laughs> I love her. James McAvoy's in it. James McAvoy's in Stranger Things. Oh, that's what it says. Unless I'm like, where, yeah. where are you looking? <laughs> I'm looking under IMDb under season four of Stranger Things. Oh, wait a minute. It says fan cast. Dang it. <laughs> so I bet you that's just like who people would want to see playing characters. Oh, so that's why the whole Rat Pack's in there. 
Yeah, I was like, dang. I was gonna say, I need to call Sarah if if James McAvoy's in Stranger Things. Because uh, they had Arthur Darville in it, you know, from Doctor Who, Rory. Like, I'm just like, uh-huh. dang. It's like, how'd they afford to... I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is real, but it says fan cast, so I, I'm kind of thinking that it's just... Like, I hate that. Like, you, you'll be looking on YouTube or something, and it's like, oh, a trailer for, like, so-and-so movie, and you get on there, it's like some stupid fan-made trailer. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Oh, no. Yeah, I did it. And it was early on when I didn't realize fans made trailers for Star Wars. And I was like, oh, a mall trailer. Are they doing a mall series? Yeah, or Obi-Wan because they announced that they're going to do one. So they got like a stupid fan made. I'm sorry if anybody out there listening makes fan made trailers, but it's just disappointing. Just at least put like fan film in the title. It's totally not disappointing if you go into it knowing what it is. It's disappointing when you are... You know, sabotage. Well, there, there's some actually like good, some good uh, Star Wars fan movies out there. I mean, they, I mean, look, oh like, yeah, really, really good. I mean, well, the the mall one that I saw was very good. I'm just sad that these trailers don't actually oh, yeah. they don't actually happen. I know, yeah. I'm, well, so I'm this season, yeah. I'm feeling like the creator said that. The movies that they themed this season off of are I Am a Fugitive from Chain Gang, The Great Escape, Shawshank Redemption, and mm. and all kinds of famous prison break movies. So I don't know if if Hop is going to break out or if they're going to go break him out yeah. uh, or or simultaneously they'll be working together because yeah. we know that. We know that they moved out of Hawkins. They don't live in Hawkins anymore, right? Well... Will's family moved. I mean, I don't know right. if everybody else left. Right. Um, which, you know, I would kind of like to see them get back with, you know, there's one episode and everybody hated it because it was different. I liked it. I didn't care. With the sister. I uh-huh, kind of wish uh-huh. they'd have her back on there. Just. Um, well, now there's a, there's a theory that they will come back to them because normally the season is eight episodes, but in season two, when they went and met Elle's sister, it was nine episodes because they added in that episode. Mm-hmm. So this fourth season is nine episodes. So they're wondering mm-hmm. if they're going to add in an extra with the siblings. That'd be good. I'd kind of like to see that story thread be picked back up or do a spinoff series. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't totally opposed to it. I mean, I, th- I thought it was interesting. And so they, I think that they're saying the story is going to end it, end in season five. Yeah. So maybe they will dive deeper into the story of those siblings and then have a yeah, have a spin-off with them. See, I'm cool with that. I'm 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 down with a series like going out while it's on top. Mhm. Mhm. Uh instead of just like totally running it in the ground. I I really wish that Walking Dead would have went out <laughs> like a, a long time ago. I mean, I quit watching it after certain characters it's, died because to me it wasn't interesting true to its but, name yeah <laughs> but i think they're finally finishing that series but my goodness that's how many seasons has that been i mean too many it's way too many um it just kind of got like boring when the, when most of the original cast died off it just you know to me the whole show was about like rick uh 
Oh shoot, my brain's going blank. It's so coral. A coral, coral. Yeah, coral. coral. Um, and then like when they, uh, you know, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. When they, <laughs> They're when they, zombies. Yeah, when they when they killed Carl, and then like Rick, I didn't even I didn't, yeah they they killed him, and um, <laughs> and I didn't even I just you know I I didn't like Carl up until he when he was a whiny kind of kid I didn't like him but then there's a certain point which I kind of started liking him, um, and then when they killed him off I was like nope I'm out I'm dipping out, um, and I didn't make it until like Rick. Rick left. I like dipped out before then. I'm well, just... so I I left even before something happened to Car- Carl, but Glenn. I heard about it. Okay. But you know, no, not Glenn. I even watched maybe one or two seasons after Glenn, but it was just getting. It was it was kind of like what's his name, man with the bat. Oh, Negan. Yeah, it was. I didn't. Yeah, it was. Too, that was going on too long. It it, it was, and it, I found it uninteresting. Yeah. After a while, actually, I kind of thought the governor was getting boring when they had him on there. The second season to me was the best season. Uh, I mean, it had like it just had the best story because like the whole season they were looking for uh, Carol's daughter mm-hmm, and looking mm-hmm. for her and looking for her, and then like at the end you find out she was like dead. Um, she was a zombie, and, and that was like. And she had friends in the barn with her. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was the best season. Because it was kind of like a mystery. Fun little fact. Do you remember in the first episode, the soldier in the tank? Yeah. That was Sam Witwer, who voices Maul in Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have you ever seen um, The Mist? No, that scares me too much, Phil. Um, That was a Stephen (laughs) King novelette. uh, but Novelette. Yeah, but he was in that as well. And that was actually Ooh. interesting. There's a lot of the cast from The Walking Dead in that movie, if you go back and watch it, because it was like the really? producer. I think it was like, it was a Grant, like some like Frank, they're a, they're a bond or like one of the producers or something on the show. He, he like produced that or directed it. And there's a hmm. lot of, a lot of the actors from The Walking Dead are on there, actually. I read when it, when I first found out that that was Sam, I read that they wanted to do a spinoff where it was like a prequel about that soldier and how what led up to that point. Mm. And I thought that would have been good, but they never did it. Did, did you ever watch Fear the Walking Dead? Did you watch no. that show? Well, no, because I, I, I got into Walking Dead later, and by the time I did, it was further on in the seasons and I could catch up, and I was already getting bored. You know, by the time I got to where everyone else was at. Yeah. Well, I tried to watch it because I was a big Walking Dead fan there for a while. And, you know, the whole hook was we're going to show you how pandemic started. And um, they did. I mean, kind of. It all started in 2020. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was about, you know, they had these people that were like in a subdivision, but you never really saw what happened. They just stayed locked in their house the whole time. And you never really saw like anything outside of that. And it was just, it was just unlikable characters. It was boring. And I, hmm. I think it, it might still be on, but. Well, but I just don't understand if you, if, okay, you're doing well on this one show. Why make another one? And yeah. then and then let the other one go to crap. Yeah, it just it doesn't make any sense. You should have kept all your eggs in one basket. Well, the the actually one of the actors, um, 
in it um, was actually one of the younger actors that played Tom Riddle in Harry Potter. He was like in oh. in Fear the Walking Dead. He was a little bit older, but it was the same actor. The um, kid from the one where he's talking to Dumbledore and lights the cabinet on fire. Yeah, so uh, that was like Half Blood Prince. Was it Half Blood Prince? Yes. Because they were going around getting the, they were showing him at the orphanage. He was like, yeah, that that kid was uh, like in Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, here's another little fun fact. Man, we're going from one. I know. We started out with like, nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like loose associations here. We're like. <laughs> Six degrees of separation. Um, no, here's another connection. So Harry Potter, Margot Robbie, did you know she she's a massive Harry Potter fan? And her husband is in one of them. He's in Prisoner of Azkaban when um, Draco... He was just an extra. Oh, but he's nobody we would know as an actor. No, he's like a producer now, I think. But okay. it's in the scene when with Buckbeak... And they're learning about him for the first time. And Draco pushes two Slytherin boys to the side. Her husband is one of those Slytherin boys. Mm. Wow. Well, there you go. She said when she first met him, she was like, why didn't you lead with that? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. There's a lot of people that like, you know, you kind of read those little articles on the internet. Now have like, oh, like people you didn't know who were in like Harry Potter. I mean, there's, there's quite a few of them that just had like little roles in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I didn't know they were in there. Oh, yeah. But, anyway, Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, did you know that the, the I love the, um in last season, I love all the mall scenes, but that was an abandoned mall, and they had to build 30 different storefronts for that mall. Oh, really? And that's yeah. funny because, like, that took me back to the 80s, because, I mean, that looked just like an 80s mall. I mean, all oh, yeah. the shops and all the different... I mean, so they did, like, really good, whoever did the set dressings for that. And actually, I mean, the, the people that do it, the costuming do a fabulous job, too. Oh, yeah. Now, I really wish... I wish that people would, you know, benefit from making stores from actual television shows and stuff, because I would shop... I would go to Scoops Ahoy. Oh, I would, too. <laughs> <laughs> I would work at Scoops Ahoy. <laughs> I think last year they had that as a Halloween costume, like uniform. I think, there I you, think go. you could get that as a, like a commercial uh, Halloween costume. I mean, I really think maybe somewhere, maybe in LA or somewhere, instead of like an amusement park, they have a mall that's all based off of Stranger Things. That'd be cool. Yeah. Have a radio shack and Bob's in there as the manager. <laughs> <laughs> They had, uh, have you seen, like, I saw someone do, like, cosplay as the Demogorgon, and they, it was, mm. like, pretty cool. They did a good job, and, the, like, they had the mouth open and everything. It was, it was, like, really neat. I feel like I might have seen that video, too. Didn't they, like, use their hand to operate the face? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it was creepy. So, they- um, how do you think Hop escaped? Um... You know, it's been a while since I've seen season three, and I, I watched it. It was kind of piecemeal because I watched that came out right before the Fourth of July. It was like the first or second, and I was going on vacation, actually out of the country. Like I stayed up because my flight was 
early, like I think July 5th. I think it was like 4th of July and I was staying up because I didn't want to go to sleep and like miss my flight. And I watched yeah. the first like three episodes and then I had to wait for like half a month. Jeez. Yeah. And then I came back and it's the first thing I watched. But um, when they, you know, like any time in a sci-fi show when you don't actually see somebody die, they ain't dead. And then right. sometimes even if you do see them die, they, well. you know, they're, they they can bring them back. But like they were in the control room and he was out in the hallway. Yeah, of, Joyce. Of Joyce was in the control room because she yeah. had to like turn both the knobs at the same time, and he was out there on that like plank trying to fight the Russian guard. Yeah, but wasn't there? I mean, didn't they come out and then leave through a door? I'm trying to remember because it's been a long time since I've seen that. Of course, it could be like maybe that wasn't even it. Maybe there was he went to the or the upside down, right? And then popped out in Russia. That's what people are saying, like. Because, like, there are openings and doors to the Upside Down, but some of them are stronger than others, and that's why they think the Russians were in Hawkins trying to access that one, because theirs yeah. isn't very good. But maybe it is, like, a porthole or a port key, Harry Potter, yeah. um, to get to Russia. But people were, like, pointing out there was a ladder, and then Hop yeah. could have gone down the ladder. Others were saying, like, there could have been other Russian guards that got him and took him out and took him to Russia. I doubt that. And that um, kind of mirror, did you ever watch a Stargate like TV series? Or? No. Okay. Because it's kind of you know they had a Stargate here and then there was end up there was a second one in Russia and so it, it kind of mm. reminded me a little bit of that where they had uh, kind of two different Stargates where you know Russia's doing these experiments where they can open a portal over there as well. Yeah. Um, but like Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Beam um, me up, Scotty. Beam me up. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that'll be interesting. I think it'll be good if they, um, I think, I think most of the show will probably take place in Russia or a big part of it. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good to kind of get it away from Hawkins and just like a change of scenery and change of story up a little bit. And um, like I said, because it, it's it, up until this point, it's been good. Season three, season three started to just, it was a rehashing of everything. So I really mm -hmm. want to see him kind of do something new, kind of break away um, from that formula that they've had. Uh, not well, not so that there's like, I, I enjoyed the, the first three seasons, but I just feel like if they keep rehashing the same thing, it's, it's going to be like, mm, you know, why should I tune in? So do you, do you think, here's another thing. Cause I like to speculate whether people are dead or not. Um, do you think Billy actually is dead? Because, I mean, the Mind Flayer, like, attacked him, but for all we know, it could have, you know, implanted something or something, and we just haven't seen it come to fruition. I think he's dead. You think he's dead? Honestly, I'm sad. Yeah, I find that so sad. I do. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where he kind of sacrificed himself. Yeah. And it was noble, and if you kind of take that away from him, then it's, you know... It kind of leaves, it loses a little bit of its meaning. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of like to think it's like, you know, he he took one for the home team and uh, he was a hero for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like yeah. the actor and everything, but I just, you know, sometimes it's just cheap and stuff when they bring in characters back. It's, it doesn't, you, you know, the cons, um, the stakes aren't there anymore. Right. When, when, when people, when 
deaths aren't permanent in TV shows. It's just like, well, you know, I can just bring this character back anytime <laughs> I want. Nobody. Speaking of of that supernatural, <laughs> I mean, that's 15 seasons of those boys dying and finding a way back. Well, I thought you were going to bring up uh, WandaVision. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Trailer dropped on that and Vision's back. You know, not sure how that happened, but... I'm sure they'll have plenty of time to explain it to us in a whole series. Well, here... Okay, well, here, we're going to go down another rabbit hole here. Yeah, you know, because they're talking about, um, <laughs> like, the new Doctor Strange movie, um, Multiverse of Madness. And the Scarlet Witch is going to be on that, like Wanda. And then, because she's supposed to be, like, you know, real powerful. Uh, but I, they're talking about having different, like, you know, multiverses on that. And you might see some of your favorite Marvel characters, you know, from another multiverse. And they're portrayed by a different actor. So just for instance, back mm. in 98, it's like Tom Cruise was trying to get the Iron Man movie made. And he was going to direct it and play Iron Man. And that never happened. Which, thank goodness, because I don't think they could have done it justice back in 98. I mean, the right. technology wasn't there. Just like Lord of the Rings. You know, they tried to get that done in the 80s. And by golly, I'm glad they waited until it could it have been, been done. Robocot. Yeah, it would have been like so bad. I mean, the special effects. I oh, mean, yeah, I think yeah. that 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 just came along at the perfect time, mm. and it's that's a classic movie for me. I mean, it's cinematic history. But anyway, oh yeah, they're talking about like you know, Doctor Strange opens up, and Wanda open up um, another multiverse, and it's like Tom Cruise is going to be Iron Man, you know, kind of like a cameo thing. But I think that would be, I'd like to see that. I think that's cool. And oh, yeah. John, John Krasinski. I, for, or for Captain America. Yeah, because he auditioned for that. And they, they were mm-hmm. talking even like um, Tom Hiddleston, because he originally uh, auditioned for Thor. Right, so you, right. So it's interesting because you could see how these these actors could portray these characters if, if they would have been cast. So it's, it, you know, kind of like a different multiverse. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. And I think well, it's like the CW. They did all that and they have all those different flashes and Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons they're kind of doing that because Kevin Feige, he kind of likes to one up DC. You know, when they found mm-hmm. out they were doing um Batman versus Superman, it's like, okay, we're gonna do Civil War. It's like, you know, because they tried to out <laughs> outplay him and he tries to do it bigger. So they're doing these crossovers in the DC universe. You know, where they're having, like, the different Batmans that are, you know, kind of separate, maybe from separate universe, and the different Jokers and whatnot. So they're they're going to be like, okay, we're going to do it bigger. And right. I don't think you can compare the two. Like, no, and, that, and that's the problem. You know, Marvel, and I know that's been, other people have, like, rehashed that, but, you know, Marvel took their time, and they spent, like, 10 years developing that universe, and then DC mm-hmm. said, hey... You know, we want a piece of that. We're going to try to fast track. And it just didn't work because you didn't have like all the standalone movies that that built. They didn't have that overarching story arc that brought all the characters together. They just said, hey, we're going to throw them in a movie together and not really have an origin story. And it just it it was a hot mess. By the the way, I finally watched Suicide Squad. Oh, what'd you you think? What'd you think about that? We're all over the place. I'm just saying we're all over the place today. 
<laughs> we're covering all of the bases, yeah. even though there's like 20 bases. Um, no, I, I, I liked it. I talked to my brother-in-law the other day and he said he didn't like it, but he actually liked birds of prey, which I have yet to see. But I have to say I was pleasantly surprised. I was not expecting it to be as um, entertaining as, as I found it. You know, I, I still have not seen suicide squad. Really? I have not. And one of the big reasons is I, and I shouldn't judge because I've watched the movie, but it was so off putting for me is Jared Leto, Leto is the Joker. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's just like the Joker and someone like with, with a like a, a grill and, and running around with tattoos. And and that's fine if people like that version. It's just, for me, it's not. It's like he's trying too hard to appear insane. I just can't get well, into that. Well, I think... Person. I think after watching it, I, I, once you get past that, he had like a almost like a mob boss mentality yeah. in it, and then you know the relationship that he has with um, what's her name Harley Harley Quinn. Yeah, Quinn. Um, the relationship he has with her is interesting. So I I wasn't as I mean I was distracted by it at first, and then and then I didn't even notice all that stuff. But I, I understand your point. Like I said, way. I should judge because I haven't seen it, but I just saw so many of the trailers and I was just like, man, I just can't get into that. I heard he wasn't even in it like a ton, so I guess I could go watch it. But Yeah, no, um, he was in it. He's in it at the beginning when he's when they're explaining the story behind him and, and yeah. Harley. And then uh he's in the end for a second when he well, I won't I won't say what happens in the end, but um Okay. Well, another thing, and like I said, I know I really shouldn't judge because I don't like to judge movies if I haven't seen them. But to me, uh, you know, just from watching the trailer and, you know, I've seen bits and pieces of it. But, I mean, the whole premise is a little bit silly as far as, you know, like they're trying to put together this team. And they're like, you know, what if Superman goes bad? Like, we need somebody to face it. It's like a 90-pound girl with a baseball bat ain't going to be <laughs> Well, okay. Well, no, she, she was the one I felt was out of place. The, the rest of the people all have, you know, things they contribute to the group, you know? Yeah, but but they are going against, (laughs) you know, Superman. I mean, you know, most of them like, well, I think, I I think Will Will Smith does a good job, a good job as Deadshot and the relationship he has with his family and why he's doing what he's doing. And then the, the, I forget the guy's name, but he's he does the flames and all that stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting take on the villains being forced to do something yeah. good. Oh, I agree. So, see, I think they should have been. Of course, I never really read the Suicide comic book, so I'm not going to speak. But I've I've kind of heard people talk about it, and I think they should have done it more of like kind of a a dirty dozen where mm-hmm. they're doing the job that nobody else wants to do, and they're kind of like you know if they get caught, they're disavowed. So they should have been not trying to take on superpowered people. They aren't in this movie. Oh, they don't right? have uh, the enchantress, or they don't. Well, her, yes, but <laughs> I thought I thought you meant they're them going up against Superman and Batman. No, and... but I could have oh, seen okay. them doing like uh, going on a like kind of a Mission Impossible or like kind of a Dirty Dozen thing, where they're like you know, oh, we have to go take out this target and like this terrorist organization and like, you know, in another country or like something. a realistic I mean, and, situation. Yeah. And if, if we get, 
if we got if we get busted, then you know the you know we're just gonna get disavowed. Because I mean, most of those most of the people on that team are like kind of like the C list heroes or villains. It's, I mean, they aren't like super super powered. <laughs> I mean, they're just kind of like yeah. a step above like normal they're people. I mean, disposable. they have they might have skills, but they aren't you know they aren't like Flash or like Superman or someone that has like these like really great powers. The, the flame man does. Yeah, he does. He does. Captain Boomerang. Yeah, he's on there. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, like Slipknot. I think I can climb walls really well, and he gets killed in the first five minutes. But but you know, I mean, they shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't be going out of their. They're out of their league in that movie. I feel like with Enchantress, it should have been something a little bit more down to earth to me. But again, like I said, I haven't seen the movie, so I'm gonna. That's just what my take from seeing the well, trailer if, and from hearing. Even though you haven't seen it, you it sounds like you you know everything that happens <laughs> in it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm gonna go see it and then I can I can make a judgment. But um, <laughs> No, you literally you said like five things that I didn't know about it before I watched it. <laughs> yeah. So but I don't know. Like I said, well, man, we really got off on a tangent. You just <laughs> No, the, the the synopsis under this episode is just going to say, um, potpourri. Stranger, stranger things <laughs> and stuff. Stranger yes. stuff. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, it's, it's true. We have covered the whole spectrum of pop culture. Yeah, uh, that's okay. You know, we, we don't get to talk that much. And then, like, <laughs> so when we come together, it just kind of, like, it flows, so. Well, and, and the conversation naturally went that way. So if you yeah. think of something, you got to say it, right? Yeah, 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 that's for sure. Well, so our final thoughts on Stranger <laughs> Things. <laughs> Let's bring it right back around. <laughs> um, Stranger Things. It's a good show. Yep. You should watch it. And I will say it's it's fun for all ages because I, I got my mom who is, uh, she's older than me. We won't say her age on here, but um, I got her to watch it, and she loved it. Um, so it's for all ages. Yeah, I think anybody, even if they aren't big sci-fi fans, if if you're a fan of like the '80s or '80s movies, I think um, there's something in there for you. I think there's a little little something for everybody. Just like this episode. It's, yeah, exactly like this episode. And if you haven't seen it and you've listened to this entire episode, you know some stuff yeah. <laughs> that you probably shouldn't know, but oh well. Yeah. I mean, we barely dipped into it. And now it would be an excellent time to watch it because we're getting into a couple of days. It'll be October, you know, so people, yep. people will be looking for nice, scary TV shows or movies. Yeah. And uh, so that'd be something good to watch. And in honor of season three and four being in Russian, you'll have to watch Stranger Things. <laughs> it is. Zdravstvita. Zdravstvita. All right. So that will conclude our episode this week. And hopefully in the future, we're going to have an episode about Star Wars and all kinds of other stuff. So yeah. stay tuned. <laughs> It'll be a little bit uh, more structured. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's it is kind of hard to cover a show that you're waiting for a season to come out. So yeah. Oh, and well, there was another. There was something else. Oh, we'll probably talk about Mandalorian on that Star Wars episode. Well, so we'll talk all things Star Wars universe. Well, have you, uh, not to prolong this episode any longer, but <laughs> I mean, heck, we're already out there. If we hit 10 more minutes, won't make a difference. <laughs> now, what, are you, what are your feelings about like the other Star Wars series they're talking about, like Cassie and Andor? I don't know. Did you hear about that? They've been talking yeah, about I did. That. I mean, that uh, one's more of, I'm not like anticipating it. Yeah, it's more I'm of, not, I'll watch it and see what I think. I'm not interested in it at all. I mean, I don't. And I could be wrong because it could be like awesome, but like who at Star or like at Lucasfilm said, "Hey, <laughs> you know what would be a good idea for a for a series is like let's take this one off character that I didn't think was that interesting. I mean, I didn't really like his character in Rogue One. I mean, I I'd think, rather follow around the blind guy. The... No, I, I yeah, I'd rather follow around his the ant or the the robot. What was his? Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was voiced by um, to, uh, Alan Tudyk. Oh yeah, from A Knight's Tale. Yeah, and Firefly, and everything else he's been in. Everything. Else. But, <laughs> everything I mean, he's, he's but, ever I mean, been I'd, in. I'd watch. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd watch a TV show about, about the robot. But uh, I mean, I just didn't think that character was. I mean, I just didn't enjoy his character. So I mean, maybe I'm. How do, you think, how do you think that actor feels that? Hey, I'd rather watch a show about a, a machine robot well, was, rather than you. Yeah, that was a great character. I, he was, I mean, he was. I mean, I liked him. He was my favorite character out of one. <laughs> and that's, you know. Oh, did, did you, I'm sorry. You know, I love, I am one with the force and the force is one with me. Oh, I am yeah. one with the force. Yeah, which, which he's in Mulan. He's, um, that, that oh. actor's in Mulan. Uh, I think it's. K2SO. Oh, yeah, K2SO. You know, I think that they like really with Rogue One. I mean, it was it was a good movie, but I think they really kind of pooped the bed with it because. Uh, <laughs> Be honest, um, Phil. Well, no, no, no. I mean, it was it was a decent movie, but they had such a missed opportunity on that because, like, they had um, Moff Tarkin on it, which which was fine, but it was like Uncanny Valley. I mean, they had. Um, you know, because that actor, Peter Cushing, died, died obviously. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was cool at the beginning when they just showed his reflection, like he was standing yeah, on... Yeah, like, at the gate yeah. or at the bridge. And they showed his reflection. That was fine. But when they started having the other characters stand beside him, it looked just really fake. I mean, I've seen deep fakes that are better than, you know, of course, you know, you just get a few years and the technology just is unbelievably better, but... It just didn't look look that good. Hmm. And I think they, you know, they had Vader. Like, they should have just taken all his parts and given him the Vader. Because um, right. what made that movie was the last, like, five minutes. Where Yeah, but I think what made that last five minutes is that it was the last five minutes. If you put Vader in there too much, it wasn't going to make that scene at the end as epic as it was. Well, he didn't have to be going buck wild the whole movie. I mean, like, <laughs> at the end, I mean, he could have just... Tarkin's part to Vader. I mean, Tarkin wasn't in it that much. And right. then still kept that. And, you know, they, they that was like a, a tack on. They didn't film that originally. They just went back and kind of added, uh, added that. That was like an add-on. And mm. that was the best part of the movie. But I, I really think they should have just had Vader just standing for 
Tarkin and you know, because I mean, Tarkin was in there maybe like five or ten minutes, and I, I don't think that would have taken away from the ending. I mean, that was just awesome seeing him like just go crazy on that you know Rebel Corvette. Well, I leader. I'm still I'm very adamant that Solo is a good movie and that it just got a bad rap because of the time it came out and yeah uh, I yeah 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 I'm just not interested in I mean there's so many characters out there in the Star Wars universe I'm just not they have a Cassian Andor story I'm not pumped about it I mean I'd rather see like like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> anybody, I mean, yeah, anybody yeah, else? I mean, I'd rather see the stranger standing on the other side of the, yeah. <laughs> the road. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just didn't like his character. I mean, they could have got like, I mean, they see that were... random man in the cloak. I'd like to hear his story. <laughs> <laughs> walrus man. Let's see, walrus man or hammerhead? Like, hammerhead, uh, any, hammerhead. Any, anybody like. Uh, you know, no, but I mean, you know, they, there's so many classic characters that you you know what we need. We need the origin story of the Cantina Band. That's what we need. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, they did have like, well, the ice cream maker man the, from. Did you get that little joke? The little from Mandalorian, where they obviously not okay. Like, uh, <laughs> like in the Empire Strikes Back, uh, like when everybody's like leaving Bespin. There's a guy running and he's holding it. it looks like a, a homemade ice cream maker. I'm not kidding. Look it up. And then actually in the Mandalorian, like when he has the the uh, when he gets his reward for bringing back the child, and, and it has like the the, the steel. In oh, it. I see it. Yes, I know what you're talking. That about. that they they use that. They're saying it's a safe. It, that's a nod to that because it's like uh, it's such like kind of a. A cult thing now because it's they call him the ice cream man, the guy from Bespin. So that was just kind of it like totally is an ice cream of. maker. Are you looking it up? Can you see? Yes. <laughs> see yes. And they put that in the Mandalorian. So I think that's great. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They need yeah. to make a Star I, Wars ice cream maker. Yeah, I think they should, they should have. <laughs> I have a waffle maker in this or a waffle maker, but I think they uh, they should do a, a show instead of a Cassian Andor story they should do a story about ice ice cream man um on Bestman. <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be funny oh look someone dressed up at it at comic-con yeah oh uh, there's a lego ice cream man <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fun what you did you what you google like star wars ice cream man yeah, I just put ice cream maker Star Wars and all this stuff's coming up. They do make a Star Wars ice cream maker. Uh, yeah. Will Rowe Hood. That was the character's name. Oh, that's so funny. Well, now I'm going to I'm going to rewatch Mando season 1 and I I know the safe that you're talking about and yeah, after seeing it now it's Yeah, it's definitely ice cream maker. Rebel Rebel um ice cream maker. Awesome. Well, that's a good note. Uh, that's a that's a good dessert to end the meal on. Get it? The meal of our episode. Oh, all right, well, there you go. And there's there's a meme. It's like I don't always flee Bespin, but when I do, I take my ice cream maker. <laughs> it's about you have to take the yeah. important and essential things. All right. Well, let's say bye to our listeners, and all then right. we'll just keep talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, everyone tune in next time when we talk about more random things. Yeah, but uh, possibly Mandalorian, <laughs> but it'll probably be random, random stuff.
You should name this episode like the ice cream maker guy. I, I will totally do that. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah. So, so you learned something. You learned something today. I again, just, I, as I've always said, it's always a good day when you learn something. That's awesome. So. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. See?